0: This is the Employee to Entrepreneur podcast, the show for the family man who's looking to escape the rat race. So if you are a young husband or a father who's looking to build his side business, build up this little side hustle so you can spend more time with your family, then you're in the right place. I created the show for you because I am you. I'm your host, Brendan Ryan. And today, I want to share a little bit about what's going on with me, my journey, and the art of the delay is what we'll call it, right? And by that I mean, if you're a small business owner, if you're a sales rep, how to set yourself up so that you have the best chance of success for what's called a two-call close, right? So the first time that you talk to somebody might not be the time that you actually collect payment from them and do the deal. You might have to push things down the line a little bit, gain a little bit more trust, especially if you already see some objections coming just based on what you've been talking about. But before we get into that, just want to briefly update you guys on my own journey from employee to entrepreneur. So Happy to report that I have finally exited pharmacy. I'm full time in remote sales, so by no means a true entrepreneur by at all. You know, I'm a, more of a freelancer, more of a 1099, almost a, a hired gun, if you will, right? But um, it allows me to have a lot more time freedom. It allows me to no longer have a glass ceiling in terms of how much I can make, um, even though most people consider pharmacy to be a very well-paying job. I was pretty much maxed out at what I can make in it already. And I am too young to be just making the same amount for the next 30 years. So that was not going to work. Whereas in sales, you know, people can do quite well especially in in uh, the high ticket space or in tech sales, I am an, on a high ticket offer for real estate education, which is something that I actually didn't know anything basically about. I've, I've always been interested in real estate, always had that intention to learn more about it, but have never actually done it before. Even though my father actually owned 14 rental properties in Southern California at one point in the 90s, we still had those... Yeah, <laughs> those it would be worth millions and millions of dollars today, so um you know, have a family history of success there in terms of real estate, and very happy to be surrounded by real estate guys that I can actually do deals with in the space and so only been there for a little less than a month so far, and um learning the ropes, getting to see how. A well-oiled online business really does things. And that's been the case, of course, for a while now. So for basically the last year, I've been working in other online businesses and seeing the systems and processes that they've had in place, seeing their offers and all that kind of stuff. And so anyway, that's where I'm at right now, still building the podcast. Podcasts still doing my own coaching thing, still got some of my own lead generation clients and um an e commerce store um and so all little side hustles, if you will that quite honestly don't end up making too too much money, <laughs> but it's not nothing so glad to be you know exited pharmacy at least and still got my eyes on the prize in terms of building my own businesses but so with all that said. Guys, let's talk about the art of the delay. In other words, how do you set and close a follow-up, right? So to give you an example of a, uh, a particular scenario that you might apply this to, say that there is, say it's a um, a business that you're selling to and there's a business partner involved that's not on the call. So you have another decision maker, or maybe you're selling a uh, business to consumer or B to C, and you're talking to somebody in a high ticket deal like I'm doing, but you know that the spouse isn't present. And so you need to address the spouse. So you know that they're going to tell you, yeah, this sounds great. Totally all in, but got to talk to my wife or whatever it might be, Right. So what I recommend you do is use a talk track is what we like to call it in sales along these lines. So what you want to do is say, let me pause. So I'm going to go right into my talk track that I have written up for this. Right? So here we go. Quote, let me pause you there for a second. I got to head off here in a few, and I don't actually want you to make a decision on this call right now. I want you to think about it and make sure it's the right thing for you before making any decisions, okay? So what you're doing here is you're still in control of the call. You're still the alpha. You're still in command, right? You did not put the ball in their court. You actually did not ask them to make a decision, and that's key. That's really key. So I just want to point that out before we move on. Second step. So let's set up a time to iron out the rest of the details tomorrow, and then we can figure out if it's the best thing for you to be moving forward. So I have a 2 p.m. or a 4 p.m. open tomorrow. Which one of those work? Pause the word track again here for a minute. So again, what we're doing here, still leading them. We gave them basically, it's kind of a version of an option close, like do you want to do 2 p.m. or 4 p.m., but you want to make sure we get them back on the schedule, and then once they say, say they tell you 4 p.m., you're going to say, are you 100% sure that 4 p.m. works? Okay, great. Let's do 4 p.m. I'll send you the calendar invite, make sure that they get it. And then you ask them, hey, you know, short from getting hit by a bus or something like that, will you let me know if anything comes up prior to that call where you can't make it or you might have to reschedule something like that? Pause the word track again. So you want to, you want to make them recommit. Right, because a lot of times in sales, especially if they know the price at this point, you're going to be at risk of them ghosting you. Okay, so you you definitely want to make them recommit. And in fact, me personally, I've adopted the policy that I won't even put somebody back on my calendar for a sales call if I didn't at least collect an deposit first. Right, because you're just going to clutter up your calendar with a, a very low, low show rate. In other words, you're just going to be wasting spots on your calendar (laughs) in that way. So you don't want to do that. Don't want to do that at all. And that's why you want to make them recommit and tell them like, Hey, are you sure you want to do this? Are you you sure you can be there? Are you sure 4 PM works? And if you, if you, for whatever reason, think that you're not going to make it, please let me know so that we can take you out the calendar so that we can talk to somebody else. All right. All right. Now at that point, you're going to ask him, great. So please write down the rest of your questions that you have so we can knock those out on the call. And then look, if you still feel good about it, we can talk about getting going, starting you with the onboarding, if that's the best thing for you. Or depending on what we talk about, we might want to hold off a bit until the time is right. And then in the meantime, we can just keep communicating until you're ready. Does that sound good? So that's what I would do to set it up. Now, that last part, especially asking them to write down their questions for you, is somewhat of a risky move unless you really feel extremely confident in your product knowledge. If you are a true expert on what you're selling, which you should be, by the way, if you're not, you need to be studying it every day until you are. If you're a true expert on what you're selling, you should be confident enough to have them come ask their questions and just knock them out of the park right and tell them exactly why this solution is better than all the other things that they have out, uh, that they could be doing out there and because at this point you should have made it pretty known to them what their pain is you should have helped them realize the the reality of their situation and at this point it's just a matter of whether or not your solution is the one for them okay so those are kind of the four steps if you will of setting up the two call close, right? You're not asking them to make a decision, right? You still in command. You, you actually tell them, use what's called a time frame. In other words, you're, you're saying that, hey, I have another call coming up. My time is valuable. We need to wrap things up here. So let me pause you for a second. Got to head out in a few and I don't actually want you to make a decision right now because I know that you got to talk to your spouse or whatever it is. And then give them the option for the in to reschedule too make them recommit to that option for one to reschedule for what they're rescheduling to, and then tell them, hey, come to the next call with all your questions, and we'll iron everything out. And if everything makes sense, then we'll get you onboard. If not, we'll go our separate ways and no hard feelings, right? That's, that's how you set up a, a two-call close for the best success, in my experience anyway. If you disagree, by all means, please leave me a comment down below. If Guys, if you're listening to this podcast on YouTube, please like and sub- subscribe or tell your friends about it. It really helps me out. If you're on Apple Podcasts, I'd appreciate it if you left the show a review. And guys, if you're thinking about making the transition from employee to entrepreneur, please join me. Come on in. Come, Come join me. I could use more help, more support, more people. Um, to bounce ideas off of and be friends with, right? Because the entrepreneurial journey can be quite lonely sometimes. So please come on in guys, join me and make the transition from employee to entrepreneur. And I will see you on the other side.